Hello, and welcome to Divine Chaos, the podcast where we are learning to live awake. We're exploring psychological blocks that get in the way, and we're leaning into the divine chaos of this jacked up journey that is our life. I'm Janine Miller Delaney, and here is my co host, colleague in psychotherapy, friend, and spiritual sojourner, Ruth Friend. We invite you into this moment in space where we can take some time to release, at least for a while, all of our judgments and expectations of ourselves. Come here into this holy instant with us and just breathe here, now, and remember you are exactly as love created you. There is nothing you need to do or fix. This is your time to just be and breathe here with us and with love itself. Good morning, my friend. Good morning. Good morning, Ruth. Good morning to all of our listeners. Yes, yes. We were just talking about what a beautiful morning it is where you live and where I live. And just and hopefully, good- hopefully it's a beautiful morning where our listeners are. Huh? Yes, yes. And this is like a really exciting podcast for us because you have some really exciting news to share. After a two and a half year journey, I am happy to announce that I finally have an actual hard copy of your indelible worth. Yes, this is just an exciting um, time and it looks so beautiful. I'm just happy to get to Jerry and I are both happy to get to share it with whoever is uh, ready to kind of partake of these pages and these messages and all that I've been learning over the past two and a half years. And I don't yet have a physical copy in my hand because I want to be with you when I actually see it for the first time. But the pictures that I've seen of it are absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I'm really thrilled at how it came out and just the inside of it, just the way that it flows and um, just feels very meditative to me and inviting. So feels pure to what what you wanted it to be and how you envisioned it. Mm-hmm. It feels like it just fits just right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, I get my first um, box of books this week, so I haven't been able to share them with anyone yet. Although <laughs> they will, um, they are now officially on Amazon, and in a few months there'll be an Audible version and. Yeah. At present, you can also get like the Kindle version as well. So, and here, uh, by the time this podcast airs, I'll be able to sell it on my website as well. So it's currently available through Kindle and Amazon, like right now. Right. Amazon. Yeah. You can get a Kindle version or a paperback version or yeah, through Amazon. Okay. And then you'll be able to also get it through my website. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Good. However, the good news, if you decide to get it on Amazon, um, the plus to that would be you could do a review for me, which would be much appreciated. So yes, that always helps, I'm sure. Right. I'd really like to get this out to as many people as possible. And I think the more reviews we have, the better. Well, and and thinking about that, I know we've talked a lot about the messages and the way that things have unfolded in your life, but we we thought it would be a good idea to kind of interview you more about some of the specifics of things. Yeah, I'd be happy. I'm, 
I'm not very good at sharing or talking about it on the fly. So this actually is a good format to for me to be a little more prepared to share more of the in-depth explanations of how this all came to be. Okay. Okay, good. Well, we'll just kind of start right in. I have some questions that um, might be helpful for people to understand and even for me to get a better understanding of how it's all unfolded. That sounds good. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. So I know that you have been a very spiritual person for a long time, but I'm wondering how you came even as a clinical counselor to address somebody's worth through that spiritual lens. You you know, Ruth, I've been a student of A Course in Miracles for a really, really long time now. And so that has always helped frame my work when I'm counseling folks. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, those concepts of being able to, to free ourselves of all the ego messages and, and come into remembering who we are, but quite honestly, helping someone address and, and really come to the truth of their own innate worth has always felt a bit elusive to me. Because, you know, you can teach people to do affirmations and you can help people to work through toxic core messages, but there's always been, felt like there's been a little bit of a piece that's missing. And I really didn't fully grasp the kind of the awakening that can occur around one's worth until I began to even more deliberately meditate with a willingness to hear what love itself, what God would have me hear. And so it was in that process that I started to hear just that divine voice of love within me Mm -hmm. that really awakened for me that, that knowing that Mm -hmm. true knowing of my own innate and divine worth, Mm -hmm. my, my union with love itself. And so that's really what sparked it was, you can't teach it, um, but you can help people learn how to tap into that voice of love within themselves. And that's where we discover just the amazing depth of our worth. That's that's such a beautiful way to look at it, because as you were saying that I pictured, you know, we can teach affirmations to people or even do affirmations for ourselves but it's like, it feels like a surfacey thing versus a right. Yes. And this learning to hear and know that voice of love within yourself is really what ends, ends up being, you know, just the most powerful force for mm-hmm. healing and awakening to just uh, to your immense invaluable worth and our power to create the lives that we most want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's unfortunate. We, we, that's the, that's the place where counseling really, you know, there's, there's a limit until you can help someone tap into that voice within themselves. And I think it's so interesting that that you so accurately say it can't really be taught Mm -hmm. because it's not a mind thing. It's so much deeper than a mind and it really comes to being a remembering mm-hmm. and, and a knowing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're right. It, that's what it is. It can't be taught. We, we can just guide people to help others remember. 
And I think that's, that's the gist of this birth, like this book, I, I feel like love itself took me on this healing journey of remembering. And so the way I put it together, I wanted to help others join me and get to experience that same journey mm-hmm. of remembering. Can, can you describe that journey, that spiritual journey a, a little bit more? I know again, that we've talked about this some on the podcast, but how did your spiritual journey influence the messages and, and the reflections within the book? Okay. So hmm, I'm wondering how far back I should go. Jerry and I had a really profound, powerful experience for me it was it was a vision and it was a just a very audible voice coming to me after Jerry and I had gone to a church service the week of Easter um, and he had asked I, I guess I'm not going to get into the details here you can read the book to hear more of the details then mm. I'll, go, I'll go further but he had asked a very specific question that I didn't have the answer to mm-hmm. and we had gone home and taken a nap and I was awakened into this vision in which I saw and heard the answer to this question. And so that was um, just, just blew me away, (laughs) you know, for, for days and months um, I was just kind of pondering, what do I do with all of this? And then we'll just fast forward. Like, I think it was maybe 14 years it dawned on me, you know, I had felt like love itself, like God had spoken to me directly, but I wasn't quite sure how to go about to do, you know, what to do with, with that experience. And so fast forward about 14 years, it was not too, not too long ago. um, When this all began to start, I realized that I was just kind of making myself sick by watching the news and just feeling overwhelmed with um, just the sadness of what was going on in the world. And also with, you know, with 30 years of counseling and hearing folks with painful stories and, you know, some of my own losses that I realized I, I needed to tap more intentionally into hearing what love itself would want me to hear. So I began deliberately meditating with the intention to hear you know, and to ask, you know, what would you have me hear? What would you have me know? Mm-hmm. And what, what just began to flow were these loving, compassionate mm. messages uh, that just this, this something just came from somewhere beyond me and was mm-hmm. speaking to me. And so pretty quickly, I just, I grabbed a pen and just started writing and it happened. I I wish I had taken down this better as far as a timeline. Seemed like it was over the course of a year to a year and a half that these messages just came every day. Now they come, but they're more fleeting. They're not mm-hmm. quite as um, they're not certainly not daily. But these were just these were educational, sometimes a little bit assertive. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, but most often, you know, just very compassionate and loving. And I've discovered there wasn't any question that I could ask that wouldn't be answered, that there wouldn't be a response to. Mm. And that's when I just felt like, uh, you know, this is, this is what I'm meant to share. This is mm. what I'm meant to do. 
Mm. And it really gets down to helping people know how deeply that we are loved and that love itself really, really is right here still. Mm-hmm. So when, when we talk about your spiritual journey, is it okay if we go back even further than mm-hmm. that first time that you felt like you heard the voice of love itself? Sure. Yeah. Because I know one of the things that we've talked a lot or somewhat about with each other and on the podcast is how very, very different Mm. your early spiritual life or your spiritual teachings were mine and I just mean that in the way that sometimes people have to wade through the the early core beliefs that they have Mm, absolutely and I think I was very lucky and fortunate in that way and that I was raised in a very what we say an open and affirming church it was more it was non-denominational uh in that actually as a youth we had ministers from several different denominations through the years mm-hmm. um so very open to all religions and to mm-hmm. people from all walks of life and all experiences um totally of course open to the to people of any sexual orientation or mm-hmm. uh preference or you know, just, just a very open and loving church. I mean, I remember as a youth, I think I went to um, some services that were, you know, just completely different from my experiences, like maybe a, a Jewish temple, you know, just mm-hmm. be open to all that we could learn. And so that kind of, that also led me into, into college. I majored in religion and philosophy, mm-hmm. But I also couldn't make up my mind. So also German and international studies. But so for me, it's just a very, I've just gotten to to have that experience of just knowing that God is love everywhere. Yeah. And there's, yeah. there's no exclusion in God's love. Uh-huh. Yes, that, that God's love is all inclusive and it's not about judgment or punishment. Right, which is, I know, totally opposite from what, you grew up in. Mm -hmm. I just think it's interesting for people to know that either way that they grew up, it's still possible to be able to tap in to the flow Mm -hmm. and to the messages of love itself. Does that make Uh sense? Yes. Yes. And that it's okay. Uh, One of the quotes, my favorite quotes in A Course in Miracles says that we can't bring anything into our awareness that we refuse to accept. Mm. And sometimes kind of toxic religious messaging Mm -hmm. can lead us to think we're not allowed to hear God or love in a new way. Yes, that is so true. So, so true. And so just to come from a place of being willing to just be open to, to God, to love and to say, Help me to hear what you would have me hear. Mm-hmm. Help me to know what you would have me know and to let go of any preconceived mm-hmm. expectations about how that should be. Or even the fear attached to if I choose to look at it this way or if I choose to hear God or hear love, what what consequences could I suffer? Right. Am I betraying yes. my church or am I betraying my parents or or my faith. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a big topic. And maybe kind of the, the, 
verging from religion, which is a specific ideology, more into spirituality, which is how we all experience God and love individually and yet as a whole. Yeah, collectively as well. Collectively, yeah. Yeah, wow, powerful stuff. So your experience when you talk about it it is always so fascinating to me, you know, because mine was so different. And as I have journeyed through my own process, I have had to kind of look at what, what parts of my faith and my early experience do I really cherish and value and want to hang on to because there were such valuable things there. Mm-hmm. But in order for me to fully experience God and love itself, there are also parts that I have had to work through and let go of. And as part of that, one of the things I've done a lot of is kind of research what is happening in faith communities today. And there's actually a mass exodus happening. Uh, The Southern Baptist Church as a denomination is going through a huge sexual abuse scandal and, you know, people are exiting in huge amounts. Right. Yeah, the evangelical church has had such abuse of power and so much of that has come to light, even just in the last couple of years that people are actually going through, I guess, a deconstructing kind of. Yes. And, and there's a lot of people that are lost because they so value their relationship with God and that spirituality that they so, that they so long to feel. Right. And that recon, that connection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think there are a lot of people out there like me or similar mm-hmm. to me, that are longing for ways to feel love itself and to see God or their their view of God in in this renewed way yes and I understand too that there's that fear that am I betraying my church or oh, my powerful I still at times wrestle with that you know when I first moved to this small town you know just kind of rural Ohio and started going to some different small groups through some churches in this area that was when it I my eyes were opened to that truth that you know what I experienced is so different from what so many people mm-hmm. have experienced mm-hmm. it was it was kind of quite a quite an awakening for me to realize how fortunate I was that I didn't grow up with such critical and um, fear-based teachings mm-hmm. of God and love mm-hmm. yes because those are so prevalent so there's a so there's a lot of healing Mm-hmm. that needs to happen for people around the whole experience of God uh-huh. or yeah, whatever, whatever language. Right. right. Whatever, whatever language 
you, you choose to, to use, but I think there's a lot of people searching right now. What does that look like? What do they want it to look like? Yeah. You know, I think that's also why for me, when I was trying to, f when I was asking this voice, who are you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, repeatedly, I, you know, I would get that the name isn't necessary, you know, that mm -hmm. we are all one. Mm -hmm. I think there was one moment where I did hear I am, mm -hmm. I am who I am. But I think that's why part of this is why I chose to just use the, the term love itself, mm -hmm. because I know for many people, even the term God carries negative mm -hmm connotations or of judgment or I so get that yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah wow this is something we could talk about forever I, I know it's a it's a it's a deep deep well isn't it it is deep and I think that's one of the things that's been so powerful about me having you mm. in my life because sometimes I'll say things and you'll look at me like what are you talking about mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, when you grow up within a system, sometimes you think that that's normal mm -hmm. and that's how everybody experiences maybe God or love itself. Mm -hmm. And then to, then to begin to see there's so much more and then know there are lots of people with deep, deep faith that have not had this experience right. at all. Right. Yeah. right. That's been so powerful for me. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I think that's why these messages that I've received and that I'm wanting to share in your indelible worth are so powerful. Yes. Because we are trying, we're all trying to heal and we're all trying to remember the light that is in us that's been buried by so many messages of judgment and fear and doubt. And the, the, there's there's two things that are so powerful for me. You know, when we're trying to heal and we're trying to reshape neuropathways and toxic patterns of fear, it comes with, you know, that reshaping comes with repetition mm -hmm. and it comes with that felt sense of peace within you. Mm -hmm. You know, that something that it's not in your head, it's an experience. Mm -hmm. It's a sense of bliss. It's a sense of relief mm -hmm. honestly so to allow yourself to absorb these messages from a, a space where you let your mind be still so you're not trying to analyze it or overthink it but when you can let yourself just receive it as that truth that love is speaking to you mm -hmm then you can let it kind of just soak into your bones and your being. And you have moments of just letting down and relief, like, oh, okay, I really am safe. I really am right here with love. I really am okay. I love when you talk about the felt sense, because I think that's so... It's, it's so powerful, but... You know, and I think that's in some ways where where church communities have missed 
the mark because it's it's been all head stuff for many instead of allowing people to experience the peace of really knowing that love itself is right here with us for us mm-hmm. guiding us wanting us to know that we are worthy of happiness and the gifts that are that we're surrounded with that so often we just miss because we're stuck in our heads worrying I was listening to something yesterday and it was talking about the people that are experience true happiness and they defined happiness as like a sense of peace and contentment and it was saying how the people that are able to experience these small moments of seeing miracles which you and I talk Mm -hmm. about all the time you know looking out my window and seeing a couple cardinals fly by and just oh you know what a gift yes but we but we miss how many of those moments do we miss because we are weighted down with self-judgment right or expectations of what we should be doing right and i think when you talk about the power of the messages it's that because for me, when I look out my window and see the, the cardinals, that's the felt sense of really letting love itself enter. Yes, that's you being intentional about letting your heart be open to receive that gift of love. Mm-hmm. And, and it that- is moments. And the more you practice the moments, the more frequent they're there. Right. Yeah. You know, I discovered, I was really excited to get these messages in book form so that I wouldn't have to go pull up all my files and folders and pull out a new one, you know, but I've discovered I'll, I'll take one message now and I'll read it in the morning. And then I just leave it out and I try to just stop and absorb it and reread it throughout the day several different times. That's powerful. So that I can receive the felt sense of it. And so that I can experience the truth of it throughout the day. Because, mm. you know, really we're so many of us are living in kind of that fight or flight mode and we don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. We're living in that state of heightened, you know, I have to mm-hmm. have to do something to earn my worth. Mm-hmm. And so we're retraining ourselves to live in that state of peace and knowing knowingness that we are we're already safe that that we don't have to do anything to earn our worth yeah i think that leads to another thing that i i think you talk about so much and that's the the ego mind and mm-hmm. you and i have talked about this before and and it's everybody has a different different definition of that how do you kind of explain what for me for me what i've come to understand from these messages and lessons from love itself is that we created this tool at some level before we came into human form we created this tool of separation this this ego mind these messages to help us experience kind of the illusion that we're separate from love itself Mm -hmm. to try to experience, you know, the sense of individuality. Mm -hmm. But as it, you know, it's, it's so, so powerful now. And it almost feels like every day 
you know, we wake up again, hearing those, that voice of separation, which is, ends up being, you know, the voice of judgment, the voice of you are not who you are. It's really repetitive. You're not, you're not the divine light that you really are. You're Mm. not enough as you are. You need to make yourself into somebody better than you are. Mm. It's just all the fear, all the self-judgment, all the self-doubt, you know, anything that doesn't feel like love. Uh Whenever, whenever you talk about ego, I, I, I think that's what maybe some people refer to as sin. I have to agree. Yeah. Yes. And I heard a definition of sin recently that I can't think exactly how it was stated, but that it's, it's a result of your unresolved pain. Oh, mm-hmm. and I, I think when we're acting out of that place, that painful place of fear or guilt or judgment or separation, that's when you know, we do things, we say things, we act in ways. We, we project outward the judgment that we experience within. Mm-hmm. So then that, that taints everything we see around us and creates our life experience. Right. It's a whole different lens. Yeah. Yeah. So when we, when we're allowed, when we allow ourselves to bring love and compassion to those places that are wounded, and hurt within us, mm-hmm. then we get begin to, you know, feel the healing balm that comes from just being love, you know, bringing love into all those places. And then the vision and the experience of our world shifts. And I think that's what, what was meant, you know, when they talk about the veil lifting, mm. the veil is lifted as we let go of the judgment Mm -hmm. and the guilt that we are not who we are (laughs) and that we're not enough as we are yes i i was i was telling you before we started really recording today that i kind of had a rough night last night i i had some some nightmares which were really hard and so it's like this journey doesn't mean that we don't still experience those Mm, right times but one of the things I noticed when I woke up I had this feeling of heaviness and kind of judgment like oh Ruth why are you still doing this you oh, know, right yes what's wrong what haven't you worked on yet and then I was able to let myself be filled with mm-hmm. that sense of love itself and just let it let it be let it be yeah, we learn to bring love mm-hmm. to those places that feel hurt instead of judgment. Mm-hmm. So then they don't have to last so long. Right. We don't it have doesn't to have to stick to all, all yeah. day. I mean, it okay, it was a rough night. Mm-hmm. I'm loved. It's okay. I can move forward. I don't need to judge myself anymore. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And I think it's the more often that we're able to release the judgment that's what brings us into what a course in miracles calls the holy instant Mm. it's that that's the moment where we experience heaven we experience bliss we experience that knowingness that we are one Mm -hmm. with love itself and so we get to just feel the love that's surrounding us instead of 
projecting all the inner yuck, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, all the guilt, all the shame, all the, all basically the remnants and the messages of the ego. Mm-hmm. And I think knowing that we don't have to be critical of ourselves when we have those moments. Absolutely. We're kind of, we're just, we're really training ourselves to listen to the voice of love and compassion instead yeah. of the ego. Yeah. So really we're talking about shifting negative thinking patterns and, and removing limiting beliefs. And I know you really believe that, that this journey or this way of doing life can help you free yourself. Yeah. This process has certainly helped me to be able to move forward through so many of my own negative thinking patterns it's not like the ego you know still doesn't get hold of me but i'm getting better at listening to the voice of love itself and just really recognizing that i can surrender and trust and what's so beautiful about it is that as you allow yourself to join with love itself and to remember your oneness then you are open to being led And I really think, you know, if I hadn't been open to being led, I certainly wouldn't have persevered to get this book published. For me, it was a a daunting task (laughs) to be able to find an agent and a publisher. It's amazing to me. There's so many books out there because it is, it's a beast. Um, But so it's not like it doesn't, there's not still moments where you get tripped up, but you just get you just begin to realize and develop the discipline of coming back to hook up and connect with love itself and to be able to hear that loving, compassionate voice. Oh, and it's been absolutely amazing for me to watch you go through that process because it's been like, from my perspective, one huge thing after the other. Mm. And, And you have just persevered and you have trusted and then it's like there, the answer's there, or the solution is there, or you figure it out. And I have watched you do that again and again and again and again. And Mm -hmm. it's amazing to me. Well, and I think that's what's so beautiful, which I, I, we all forget. And it's, it's the ego mind. It's so darn persistent. But when we are in that place of trusting and recognizing and absorbing the truth of our union with love itself, we answers come insights come we are led but when we are held captive by the ego messages the fear the self-doubt that's when we just get stopped in our tracks and just you know replay old stuff mm-hmm. so it but it really is beautiful to just keep allowing yourself to have more and more moments where you get to experience the truth that love is right here and we really are we really are being led and they just unfold and it's so cool (laughs) oh thank you ruth i appreciate that Mm -hmm. yeah well and and love god puts people in our in our space to help us if we are open to that and for sure if i hadn't had ruth rooting me on and helping me understand the value of this and getting out of my comfort zone you know if i hadn't had you and Jerry, you know, you have been the gifts that love has brought to me. And I know for our listeners, if we're open, we can 
we can know, you know, that there are people that love is bringing into our lives. To yes, and I, and to I think us. it's such a reciprocal thing. Like it's felt like such a privilege for me to observe this process for you. Yeah. It, it definitely is reciprocal. It's always, and that's how, that's how love is, isn't it? You know, the more mm-hmm. we give out, the more, the more it comes back. Mm-hmm. Yes. <sighs> well, this seems like a good place to, to yeah. close. There's so much more and maybe, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe we carry on in more conversations like this Mm -hmm. um, as we go. Maybe we'll have more podcasts because there's a deep well that we've tapped into in all of this. So for sure, for sure. I just hope that people can remember that they have access to this right here, right now. They have access to the book right here, right now. Yes. Yay. And so, and, you know, please email us at janine at the heartsway.org. If you want us, if you can see where it'd be valuable for us to explain more, or if you have other questions or things you'd like us to address or discuss on our podcast. Yeah, we'd be happy. We're, we'd be excited to hear what you're needing yes. and how you can continue to reach out. Yes. So again, you can go to theheartsway.org to order your copy of your indelible worth, or you can also go to Amazon. And soon audible. And soon it will be on audible. Yes. Through Amazon. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Ruth. Ah, this is a privilege. And what is our wish for our listeners as we close? I, my, my wish is that they have many moments of felt sense today. Mm that you feel the the peace Mm -hmm. and the safety and the knowing that love is right here. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Go in peace. Go in peace.